Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Woman Show. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce. And on this podcast, we talk about reclaiming your power through pleasure. So we dive into all things sexuality, sensuality, pleasure, feminine energy, women's empowerment, deconstructing religion and religious programming as it relates to being the fullest expression of yourself. And today I want to talk about what I believe to be the two deepest, most shadowy wounds as it relates to the feminine. And when I say feminine, I mean feminine essence, woman, female. And those two wounds, and quite frankly, they play off of each other and they're deeply intertwined, in my opinion. The two wounds are the witch wound, which I have an entire podcast episode on that I did close to um, Halloween this year. So just a few weeks ago. So the witch wound and the slut wound. And I'm going to dive into both of them and talk about, you know, one, why are these two wounds so prevalent and really coming up to be healed right now? Like, collectively. And two, what's the connection between the two? So when I talk about the witch wound, what I mean by that is any kind of spirituality, healing, psychic ability, intuition that is outside of white Christianity. So there's a lot of information out there about the witch wound, right? And witch wounds in general. And again, I did a whole episode on this. But to me, it really is, you know, and I'm a fucking history nerd. I love history because I think that when we can understand what has happened in the past to create the systems, the structures, the power hierarchies, the conditioning that we're experiencing, it one takes kind of this unnecessary responsibility off of our shoulders. Now, I am one for complete and total personal responsibility. But what I mean by that is I see so many women struggling with what I would call the witch wound. So especially as it relates to your soul's work, your mission in the world, uh, excuse me, the medicine that you're here to bring forward. And there is this like fear, right, of going outside of the norm. And so when I say that it takes some of the responsibility off of our shoulders, it allows us to look at it through a perspective of, oh shit, like I'm having such an emotional response to this, not because I'm crazy or like emotionally fragile or whatever, but because I'm actually holding 3,000, 3,500. Hold on. I'm just plugging my laptop in here as I record real life, real problems. 
Okay, my love's on back. That we're holding 3,500 years, definitely 2,000 years, right, of conditioning in our nervous systems, in our cells, in our psyche, because that conditioning has been passed down from generation to generation to generation, right? And so for me, I talk so much about the patriarchy and basically being like, fuck the patriarchy. But what we have to understand is the patriarchy is this hierarchical system of power that places men and the masculine above women and the feminine, right? And then you wrap in the white supremacy element of that, right? So white supremacy and patriarchy are like best friends. And that places white, I'm sorry, white supremacy and patriarchy, the white supremacy, patriarchy, the whole thing, right? Places white men at the top of this power structure. And so this is not about ever, when I talk about the patriarchy, hating men or really being like so angry at men because here well one the entire notion of the angry feminist being this like unattractive combative woman that nobody wants to be around is just another fucking propaganda piece from the patriarchy and the truth of the matter is that men are also deeply conditioned in very unhealthy ways by the patriarchy as well they just receive different like benefits and in like senses of entitlement than women do okay so going back to the witch wound i grew up catholic and so my lens spiritually comes from deconstructing my catholic religion while simultaneously feeling deeply connected to Mary Magdalene and other elements of Roman Greek uh, goddesses. I did a post the other day, um, and I may or may not have talked about it on here on my podcast episode about the documentary around One Taste. I personally do not feel deeply connected to Tantra. Now, spiritually, I completed a 600 hour level sexuality training program that was tantric based. Um, And so conceptually, there's so much of it that I'm like, yes, 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 and more yes. But in terms of like a true spiritual practice, one, it doesn't feel aligned for me to be like, oh, I'm a tantric practitioner because that is not what I practice spiritually, right? I'm kind of this like the way I view my own spirituality is what I call embodied spirituality. It is deeply connected to the goddess or the divine. Um, I feel deeply connected to Mary Magdalene. I see rites and rituals and much more feminine elements as what I quote unquote practice and live by. Um, And so it feels very like appropriation to be like, oh, I'm a tantric practitioner because I'm not. And spiritually, that's not something that I deeply identify with. So in my own deconstruction of my Catholic faith, a lot of what came into account and into play was 
learning as much as I could about the history of power and wealth as it relates to the Catholic Church and Christianity in general. Because to me, that really frames why certain things happen within the Catholic Church, um, which for a thousand years was the Christian faith. And then in the 1500s is when the Protestant Reformation happened. And then you get like Protestants, Lutherans, evangelicals, like all of those little um, spinoffs, right? So the way that the Catholic Church wielded and held power was it, it had to make the masses believe the only way to connect to God or the divine was to go through the church, to go through the priests, through the bishops, through the Pope, right? Because if every person felt like they could only connect to God, if they went through the priest, then that would ensure massive amounts of people attending church, paying the church, looking to the church to make decisions, following the church's decisions around war and conquering and all of that, right? So what ended up happening when back in the 300s, when Christianity became the the only religion in the Roman Empire is all of the other religions had to be seen as bad, dangerous, wrong, right? And thus people were put to death, cast out, beaten, tortured, la di la di la da, right? We also have to realize that throughout the history of the Catholic and Christian faith, right, this notion of a witch was a woman who practiced, now the church would say like dark arts in quotations, but it was practicing spirituality and or healing and or psychic abilities outside of the church. So when we look at the witch trials back in the 15, 1600s in Europe and the United States, they weren't just choosing women who were like, in the woods praying to the devil and being like, you're a witch. It was any woman who defied the patriarchal and religious order of things. It was midwives. It was healers and herbalists. It was women who had were in touch and in tune with their psychic abilities or their intuitive gifts. And it was women who were practicing spiritual rituals, rites, practices outside of the Christian faith, right? So which became this catch-all label for any woman who went against the patriarchy and the religious system, right? And so I believe I also mentioned this on the last podcast episode I did around the witch wound, but there was um, this device called a witch's bridle. And if you look it up, it's very disturbing, but it was like this metal cage essentially for a woman's face and it had basically a tongue depressor suppressor I don't know what the right word is and so if a woman was too loud too rebellious spoke her mind too much whatever like her husband the community the town could be like no you're a witch you need to wear this witch's bridal and it was this metal 
mask that put this like metal piece in their mouth so they literally could not speak right and when we think about the fact that this was just a couple hundred years ago right we'll say 15 1600s like we're only talking 500 years 600 years you know what i mean And so the witch wound for so many of us, there's this collective rising of the the sacred feminine. And so many women are feeling this pull, this call to come back to embodied spirituality, to come back to your intuition, your psychic gifts and abilities, to come back to the truth of who you are as a healer, as a person that's here to impart wisdom and unique medicine to the world. And in order for you to be your fullest expression, chances are there's going to have to be some kind of religious deprogramming to allow you to step more into a kind of a general spirituality. And I say that because it is very hard to really step in and feel like the true essence of your divinity as a woman when you believe that the divine is only a male. Now, you may be like, no, Lauren, I identify as Christian and I feel like I'm fully, you know, seated in my divinity. Great. Again, this may not resonate for any everyone, but I do think by and large, so many of the women that come to me, you were raised religiously or in a location that was deeply religious. And again, if we just look at the fucking Western world, which is where all of my clients are coming from, right? Like the US, Canada, Australia, Europe, being English speakers, every single country that is included in that list was like had deep religious, deep religious factions, right? Whether it be in Europe when the church basically controlled Europe or here in the United States where we're seeing like white Christian nationalists trying to take over the country. And so the witch wound is this fear of rejection of disowning of our innate embodied spirituality as women, right? And really living that out and bringing that forward. The slut wound, as you can imagine, as I'm sorry, as you can imagine, is the wounding around your fullest sexual expression. And when I say sexual expression, I don't necessarily mean, but it can include who or what you're attracted to, right? Anywhere on that spectrum of sexuality. But what I also mean is like the owning of your sexual innocence to your wild, primal, like bleeding naked in the fucking woods and howling at the moon, but being so fucking turned on by it right? Like, and that whole spectrum in between. 
And the patriarchy and organized religion has demonized female sexuality. So we've been told, taught, conditioned to believe for thousands of years that our sexuality, our sensuality, our embodiment, our aliveness as women, our pleasure, our turn on is bad, wrong, sinful, something to be ashamed of, and quite frankly, can cause us harm. And if we do experience harm, it is our fault. So the slut wound is the wounding the rejection of, the dissociation from your full sexual expression and sensual embodiment as a woman. And again, the patriarchy and religion used both of these, right, to keep us meek, mild, oppressed, being the good wife, being the good woman, self-sacrificing, martyring ourselves, right? Like doing all of these things because the patriarchy and religion told us, well, if you are just, quote, good enough, then you'll have everything you want. But that, quote, unquote, good enough line continually moves. And so for many women, many leaders, and if you're in this community, if you're listening to this podcast, if you feel called to my work, chances are what has been coming up for you again and again and again is these two wounds together and playing off of each other, right? And I'm going to be completely honest with you. One of the things that has really kept me in some ways, like the internet's best kept secret. And what I mean by that is like energetically has kept me less visible than I desire to be in full transparency, right? One of the biggest things that I've realized is my fear of what I'm labeling and calling Christian fragility. And that is People who identify as Christian who get intensely triggered around anything that does not adhere or conform to their beliefs. Now, for me personally, I've been on the receiving end of a lot of vile and awful comments from friends, family members, and just people at large who come at me from the space of I'm Christian and you doing XYZ threatens, like is not okay. And here's why. And to me, that's where I really see this fascinating intersection for leaders around the witch wound and the slut wound. And so I think in a lot of spaces and places, we might feel supported in looking at one or the other. But inside my current program. So Sovereign, the nine-month initiation program, the Red Temple, and I've just released an in-person retreat in Miami, Florida, January 13th through 15th. The information is below, or you can message me on social media for it. I have three spots for early bird pricing, one of which is already taken. I just put this out yesterday. So there are two spots left for early bird pricing, and there will be 10 women at the retreat. So um, 
that's where we're really digging in to this work because the truth of the matter is these wounds, these shadow elements, these fears around, you know, the witch wound or the fears that we come up against around our visibility, our full expression, how much pleasure we can have, how good we can let things get, right? The fears that come up related to the witch wound and the slut wound are really what's keeping you trapped in what feels like a cage and really keeping you from being your fullest expression and bringing like your soul's work, your unique medicine, your purpose, your passion, your desires to life and to light. So one journal prompt that I love is I in no way want, and then you fill in a desire of yours. So I in no way want to step into my full expression because I'm deeply afraid of. And then you just free write all of the reasons why you're afraid. And you're going to notice your unconscious. First, of course, it's going to go to like, I will be hated. I will be judged. I will be criticized. I will whatever. And then the more you do it, you might notice that you're also deeply afraid of if you step into your full expression, you'll be so happy that you'll outgrow everybody in your life or you'll be so happy and selfish. And you might notice some things shifting. But the truth of the matter is, if you have chosen on a soul level, unconsciously, consciously, to walk the path of the feminine, then chances are one or both of these wounds is up for you right now. Because the space that we're moving into as a collective requires the feminine to lead. The entire notion that the masculine leads is patriarchal bullshit wrapped up in the bow of polarity. It is always the feminine that goes first. And as we're watching the patriarchy and so many systems fucking crumble right now, right? These shadows and unconscious elements are being brought to the surface to be looked at, alchemized, integrated, healed, so that you can step into your full expression, so that you can step into your unique medicine and soul's work. Because I have no doubt in my mind that what is on your heart, your desires of the business you want to create, how you want to transform your industry, even how the the family you want to create is one, not like anything you've seen before, right? So it can feel unsafe. It can feel dangerous. It can feel scary. And two is exactly what's required for the evolution of humanity. But these two wounds can keep us feeling like we have that which is bridal on. It can keep us feeling like we are living in this cage that we clip our own wings. One of the podcast episodes that I did, one of the interviews with the women for um, Unleash Your Superpower, one of the women said, and I might butcher this quote, but it's basically like how you cage a goddess is you fool her into building her own cage and that's what the patriarchy and religion 
in a lot of ways has done. It has brainwashed us to not trust ourselves, not trust our intuition, disconnect and dissociate from our emotions, to think that our intuition, psychic abilities, natural healing abilities are crazy and not okay. It has taught us to believe that our sensuality, our pleasure, our turn on our sexuality is dangerous and will cause us harm. And when it does, it will be our fault. But when we strip away that conditioning, when we heal those wounds, when we alchemize the emotion underneath, that then becomes like we basically turn this cage that we've built around ourselves We tear it down and turn it into basically like the pedestal that we step onto or the throne that we take our our seat in. So if you're ready to dive into this work, there's a few ways you can do that right now. All are linked below. So first and foremost is the Red Temple, which is a monthly call. And we have our next call this Sunday where we're diving into all things new moon Sagittarius energy, the beginning of the new lunar cycle. I'm going to be leading you through a releasing and up-leveling ritual. And so you can go to magneticwoman.com backslash temple. You can join me in Sovereign, which is my nine-month deeply sacred feminine initiation program at themagneticwoman.com backslash sovereign. Or if you want to join me in Miami in January, again, only two early bird spots are left. You can go to the Google Doc link below in the show notes. I don't even have the info page up yet. I wouldn't be surprised if this retreat sells out before I even get it up. And um, if you're one to like not go into the show notes, just message me on social media. That's the easiest way to get in touch with me. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to give it a review, share it, tag me on social media. Let's get this out there because you and I are not alone in these two wounds coming up. All right, my loves, I'll see you next time.